I'm Lisa Vianne and welcome to Bouncing Back. The world might seem big, but it's only a teeny little speck in an enormous universe. Whether or not you are religious, you must admit the fact that human life exists at all is something of a miracle. With the daily challenges and frustrations that we face in life, it can be easy to forget that. Today, I'd like to talk about happiness, gratitude, and a perspective that we need to make the most of our life. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. <laughs> Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self. That's yeah. so critical. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Bouncing Back. Let's start by welcoming my guest, Roy Carden. Roy is a very accomplished man, a successful real estate executive. But it wasn't always this way until his mid-40s. Roy worked for a family business, but it began to fail. Struggling to find a way forward, Roy managed to reinvent himself by emphasizing gratitude for what he had, rather than lamenting what he had lost. Now he uses his humor, enthusiasm, and joy to bring it to others. Well, I'm just happy sitting next to you today. And I'm happy sitting next to you today. <laughs> I was talking to somebody who uh, actually referred me to you, and she said, don't you just want to take his energy and put it in a bottle and carry it around with you wherever you go? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, something that's better than is your book, right? So we'll get to your book because I did, I did read it over the weekend and I really yeah. did enjoy it. But let's share with the viewers that your story because you weren't always this happy. So take us back to your childhood. That's where your book starts. But, you know, we only have a 30-minute show, so let's <laughs> do the big picture here. Childhood had some challenges, as we all have challenges. Uh, before I was six years old, I lost my grandfather, who was very close to me, to cancer, and shortly thereafter, again to cancer, I lost my uncle, and then my a brother was born with autism. There was a time when you were either two things. You were either normal or retarded, and my brother was neither. I went to a very sheltered private school, which was very helpful because it made me a very tolerant, mm -hmm. uh, open person to a lot of things. However, it did not allow me to go into the junior high school in the old traditional, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. I struggled, and then in ninth grade, suddenly I broke out of it and had a you know, normal uh, high school career. Well, what yeah. we consider to be normal. We all think we have normal until we get a little older and then we reflect back and we say, well, that wasn't No, so it normal. wasn't normal. <laughs> it's really, it I think that sometimes... normally abnormal. Yeah, normally abnormal is a good, <laughs> is a good thing. Right. So um, your book talks a lot about the struggles that you have overcome, right? So I think one thing that you kind of went over really quickly, but I want to talk about, was that your brother was born with autism. And at a time that you said it was you were either retarded or you, you were normal, and he was not. So when I hear you talk about your brother, you, your face lights up because you feel that that was a gift in some way for you, correct? The gift can be summarized. I think I was a junior in high school. I was going out on a date, and I always had this great hairbrush. I'd comb my hair, and then I'd put it down, and I'd spin it and look at the mirror and say, what a stud you are. This night... We all do that, by the way. Yeah, we all do. We <laughs> got to do a little confidence. Feel good. Feel good. That night, Ross, my brother comes in, grabs the hairbrush, and starts cleaning out the turtle cage. And my hair kind of stood up. I said, how long have you been doing it? He said, I always do it. 
I expressed my displeasure to him in very spirited terms, went out on a date, came home, and I woke up the next morning and I remembered what I did the day before. I had been over some friend's house, we played pool, I lost of course, but I was <laughs> playing pool, went out on the date, it was a good day, but not great, but it was okay. Right. And I realized that my brother's never gonna do that. And I suddenly started to be grateful. I was a high school kid, never totally sure of himself, never a great student, always wanted to be this great athlete, never was a great athlete, but my brother couldn't do any of that. And suddenly I said, it's okay, be grateful for what you have. You can go out on a date. You're eventually going to meet someone and marry her. And three years later, I did meet the love of my life. So was that the first point of your life that you really remember saying, I'm gonna be grateful and looking at life differently? I also, in ninth grade, when I went to register for class and I got into the wrong section, it was an easy section, but I didn't want to change the section because I would have had to go to the principal who was a very, very scary figure at that time. All right, we were scared of the principal. When we uh, we were school. really scared back then, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> right, that's kind of it. And the principal, I had to go there because my friends refused to let me take this class. And I remember just being grateful that I could walk across to this principal. That young. That young. I was about 14 years old. That young. That young. You remember being that grateful. Right. That grateful. And I got into this great yeah. section. Is it inherent in you? Is it a gene that you might have that maybe we could get? But go ahead. So you got into the section. Got into the section. My name is actually Leroy. The teacher pronounced it Leroy. So suddenly, Ray became the name, Beta Ray, Sun Ray, Gamma Ray, Delta Ray, whatever Ray, <laughs> and it was all in fun. And for the first time, I felt like I belonged in a section, and I was really grateful for that because I remember in seventh and eighth grade not getting anywhere, being nervous, having few friends, being very awkward. When am I ever going to do anything right? But this is really young because I think it's important that we recognize that how young this is that you were able to become grateful, right? not so easy so you struggle after high school college right and then business tell us about your business a little bit the business i went into a family business it was supposed to be around forever it was supposed to have a lot of money someone once said you don't really ever have to work again well when i got into my i bet you were grateful for that oh real grateful for that <laughs> i'd be real grateful for that today too right <laughs> and it got to the point where I realized the family business had run its course. And back then, it seemed like the worst thing in the world. However, in retrospect, businesses rise and fall all the time. And we had been around 75, 80 years. But I was in my early 40s, really no resume except the family business. <clears throat> I had to find what am I going to do next. I tried applying to be an executive, and that was not going to work because I had no experience. I wanted to be a real estate broker but nobody wanted to hire me because they remember me as a guy with a failing business and office buildings that we didn't want to spend any money on. How are you going to lease the space out? So that was not really an option. So for a couple of years, I struggled. And, and during this time period, did you find, were you saying, I'm, gra I'm grateful for X, Y, or Z? Like, what was your mindset like? Because I think... A lot of what we're talking about, and it seems, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is mindset. It's how you look at things. You're very reflective. You look back and say, I'm really grateful that my brother had this, or I'm really ha grateful that this happened. So you're in this 
tumultuous t business at time, are you still finding something to be gra grateful for? I became grateful and I really learned to have an attitude of gratitude. When I, I thought love that attitude of gratitude. That's my middle name, self-given. So that's your self-given middle name is Attitude of Gratitude. Right. Okay, so, okay. I thought I made this disastrous mistake in business. And for about a week period, I thought that Gail, my wife, who was selling some property for us, was going to sell a property that couldn't be sold. She would be sued. Our family would be sued. Disaster, 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 disaster. I pray to God, please. I know I may have done wrong, just help me get through this time so I can do thy will. <laughs> and we've all said that and done that, but you're really living it, right? I lived it, and then out of the blue, I get a fax that says, oh, there never was a problem with what you thought was a problem. And about three weeks later, I happened to go by a file and told myself, you want to look at that file. And in that file was the letter saying there was no problem with a post-it on it in my writing saying no worries. So it was like I was given this gift of forgetfulness so I could feel how grateful I was. And in that instant, I started crying. I started just thanking God. Thank you so much for this. Because that one piece of paper was that so That one piece of paper, you. it meant all the difference. And then I, from that point, I started every week. Uh, so on what, what did you start doing? Because I want people okay. who are watching <clears throat> okay. to get this attitude of gratitude. I mean, I want to get the attitude of gratitude and you, you know, you, you give some pointers in the book, which we'll mm -hmm. go over, but hat, it's not so easy. It's not like you can wake up and say, oh, I'm so grateful that I have to get up first thing in the morning and, you know, stand at the bus and SEPTA is going to be late. I'm so grateful for that. Like, <laughs> is that what you're suggesting or are you suggesting bigger things or what happened? Uh, I'm Jewish. The Sabbath is on a Saturday. We're supposed to be fucked on the week. So I said, okay, every Sabbath, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to think of what I have to be grateful for. This was a time I was looking for my new career. I was networking. A lot of networking wasn't going well, but I was grateful that people wanted to meet me. People said, Roy, I want to help you. And I felt that caring and concern. And when I went to a synagogue event once and I was amongst some very successful people who I kind of knew and I said, you don't deserve to even be here because you're worthless. And then a friend of mine said, Roy, come here, we have a seat for you. And I was so grateful to that friend because I realized I do count. Maybe things aren't going my way, but I have things to be grateful for. Grateful for my wife, my two kids, the house, the weather, that I live in this great country where you're free to practice your religion, where you're free to go outside, where I'm free to do my workouts, where I'm free to go see a movie, read a book. There's so many things to be grateful for and all the bad stuff. When I would have an inter a interview with someone for networking and they said, I don't care about you. I said, well, I'm grateful that that interview's over and I'm grateful for the next one because they're going to at least care about me. Well, it definitely sounds like there's a lot to, that goes into the, this attitude. It sounds like there's a sense of self-worth that's involved in it. It sounds like there's some appreciation. Are these, these are words that, w that I would like to talk about, but we have to take a break, okay? okay. So we're going to continue our conversation about bouncing back into happiness when we come right back. Hello, I'm TUTV's Melissa Steininger with a question of sustainability. Did you know that pedal power can fuel a cleaner, greener Philadelphia? Bicycling is fast, healthy, affordable, and environmentally friendly. 
It's also the perfect way to get around town. Here are some bike safety tips. Stop at all stop signs and red lights. Ride with, not against traffic. And remember, no riding on the sidewalk. It's actually illegal in the city if you're over 12 years old. Finally, don't be afraid to use the full lane. It's perfectly legal and it'll make you more visible to motorists. Visit bike.temple.edu for more information. Please join with Temple's Office of Sustainability and TUTV to help make Temple cherry, white, and green. Welcome back. We're talking about bouncing back into an attitude of gratitude with our guest, Roy Carden. So before the break, we started talking yeah. about words like self-worth and appreciation because I do believe that some of these words and you have to love who you are to appreciate yeah. who you are and then be able to be grat grateful for what you have would you mm -hmm. agree absolutely so yes. during your childhood and youth and growing up do you feel that your self-worth increased as you were getting this grat this attitude of gratitude absolutely because I become appreciative that every person who is out there because every person you meet can have a significant effect on your life they can do something not be aware of it but they can change your life I think that's so interesting and I think we should say that again because um, I always say a simple smile can change someone's day mm -hmm. a simple hello you don't know what that person's going through so I, I agree that everybody we meet can impact yeah. our day and you're definitely somebody that I want to meet because during the break you were sharing with me that your wife is right now getting chemo right mm -hmm. so yep. she has cancer and you are a survivor yes correct so you've really know which what you speak you know you've, you've been there you've done that and look at you you're smiling and you're here to share your stories with us and I, I think that's great so what would you say to the person who's watching the show right now and saying oh he just wrote a book and he just wanted to write a book about how to be happy what would you say to that person of how they're miserable they're home they're watching the show right now and they want to be happy woe is me my life is terrible what kind of advice can we give them take a step back realize the power that you have you say a smile can make somebody's day I used to go into the same lunch place like three, four times a week in a former job of mine. And I would always make it a point to clown around with someone back there. This person always seemed to be happy to see me and I didn't realize why they were because I was a bright spot in the day. And all I did was take five, ten seconds, how you doing? And I think she was a big Eagles fan, so I'd comment on the Eagles. Well, she was always in a bad mood. If she was <laughs> yeah, that's true. Family. That's true. I needed to do that. <laughs> but she told me when I told her I was leaving, said, I'm really going to miss you. You made such a difference in my life. All I did was say hello. Any one of you can do that. And when you make somebody else feel better, you're going to feel better about yourself because you realize the power that you have. I love that, too. We all have such power. You also mentioned in your book, which I actually did the exercise, brought it to show you, that one of the recommendations was to make a list. Make a list of everything you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Do you do that exercise? I mean, I actually did it. I came up with a bunch of things and kept writing it. And it's a great exercise because once you start writing down what you're so thankful for and appreciate it, it's, it's the simple things. It's yeah. the, the warm blanket at night that keeps you warm because it's cold outside, right? Absolutely. There's so many things you have to be grateful for. You have heat. In the summer, you have air conditioning. You have people you know. 
You have a job. You may not like it, but it's a job. How many people don't have a job? You live in this country. I know there's you know, some issues here, but how about if you lived in a country where you couldn't change the leader, say, where you had to put up with the same thing, the same laws that were unjust every day, and you had no power to do that? You have stuff going on for you. When I have a bad day at work, what do you do when you have a bad day at work? Give me an example. I start looking at my watch. I start looking at how much time it is before I can go home. I wake up the next day and I say, this is TDA, the day after that to find you. How do this you read the, the TDA? TDA, the, the day, day after. after. The day after something bad. What do you do? How do you respond to it? Well, I'll tell you what I do. I look at my watch again. And if it's 9.07, and if the day before I got a call at 8.47 that was bad and I didn't get a call yet, that's 20 minutes, I'm on my way back. And I think, pause, I always think of what's positive about it. And I remember something my father said, this too shall pass. A lot of people have said that, this too shall pass. And I've been around long enough to know that all these problems a year from now, you're probably not going to remember. Well, that's an interesting comment because I hear that all the time. This too shall pass, and then you find yourself saying it. And then I read somewhere the other day that if you're in the middle of something and it's upsetting you, ask yourself, is this going to matter in, in six months from now? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a lot of mental... Or what's the worst that can happen? With me, I work on deals. The worst that can happen is you will lose this deal. You spent all that time, but you know what? Once you lose that deal and you put that file away or throw it away. So, but to you, when you're in the middle of a deal yeah. or you're in the middle of a bad situation, are you asking yourself that? Like, what's the worst that can happen because, or are you just living in the moment and saying, <clears throat> boy, and I know there's, yeah. I'm trying to ask you basically, is there a secret sauce? <laughs> like, secret sauce. I mean, is there a secret that we should all be adopting? Because, you know, I read your book and it's a great story about your mm -hmm. life and it tells about, it talks about how you became filled with this gratitude for life, but is there, a, we, write the, we write the list of what we like and we look at our watches, is that, that's, that's discipline. It's discipline, but it's something, I told you I, I would pray every Shabbat, Sabbath, that what was going on in my life, I do it, I'm at the point now where I do it automatically, and automatically it's propping me up and making me feel better about the situation. And I've been through enough situations to know that as bad as this is, sooner or later it's going to pass, so don't get too upset about it. Don't miss your chance to enjoy something well. I love to work out, and I always know that no matter how bad the day was, and I go home and I have a workout to do, it's going to make me feel better. So what I'm also hearing you say is find something that you love. Absolutely. Find something that you love that makes you feel good about yourself and maybe your day. Absolutely. So, yes. So there's a lot to it. There's being looking for, let's say, the, the positive side because you're a very positive person. And what is your, um, hap the hap you created a Happy word. Happy to. The happitude, the happitude, because it's a happy attitude, right? And that's not so easy for a lot of people. But what I'm hearing you say is that you do things, you get hobbies, you find things that you like, a purpose maybe. Have yeah. you found, this is your purpose? Yeah, I've, uh, I, I'm a very big in, in working out, very active, American Cancer Society. I also am a volunteer chaplain at Tufts Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. Once a week I visit 
about 27 cancer beds and then give or take 25 beds of fellow Jews and they can have any kind of ailment going on. And when you do that, it's hard not to have an attitude of gratitude when you come out of there. It's right. really difficult to feel sorry for yourself. But I would say to people at home, you don't accomplish one thing overnight. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of failure. This time of year, people- Say that again. <laughs> it takes a again. lot of time. It takes a lot of failure. And that is what we're also afraid of. Everybody wants to be an instant success today, right? Do you agree? I think yes. young kids especially, they, they go out on the baseball field and they want to be the, the superstar. They go out on the football field and they want to be the superstar. I think that's an excellent point. It's failure. a point that you, you've got to learn that you're going to fail. This time of year, people are doing something, making New Year's resolutions. I don't like the concept because I make one resolution on New Year's. Keep making them until you get it right and know that you're going to fail. And when you fail, when you bounce back and you try to come back, you don't realize how much power that is, how closer you are to being successful because failure just knocked you down and you got back up and said failure you beat me that time but i'm coming at you and sooner or later you will that. have successes whenever i've been successful it's because i kept making resolution 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 i'm a big exercise enthusiast i can't tell you how long it took me to get to be regular but i am so you say resolutions, I say goals, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think it's a lot of mental mm -hmm. training as well, you know. Yeah. It's that first thought in the morning when we get up and it's like, well, we have a choice, yeah. right? And everything in life is a choice. We can sit in bed and say, okay, we're getting up and we're going to go to the gym, or we can not go to the gym. And so really life and being happy and having an attitude of gratitude is a choice. Would you agree? It is absolutely a choice, and it's something you have to work. It's something you have to want to do. Great. You have to want to be happy. We are going to end the show on that note. <laughs> I'm going to thank our guest Roy Carden for joining me and to sharing his insights today. We can't always be happy when bad things happen to us, but the people around us who care about us, we can make choices about how we choose to approach life and what we choose to dwell on. Adopting a philosophy of gratitude helps us to focus on what's positive and working in our life. And if we build ourselves up from our positive relationships and attitudes, we can use them to help us bounce back from what's standing between us and the happiness that we desire and deserve. Once again, I'm Lisa Bien. Look forward to seeing you next time on Bouncing Back. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. <laughs> Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self. That's yeah. so critical.